I try to help other business owners to understand that in the end, if you're passionate about what you're doing and you have a good model and you're happy, sky's the limit. So what makes Michigan a great state? I'm glad you asked. My name is Cliff Dubinois and I'm on a quest to answer that exact question. After 20 years, I've returned to my native Michigan and I'm looking to reconnect with my home state. I'm talking to the people who are behind Michigan's great businesses and top destinations. The same people who work hard every day to make our lives a little bit brighter. And you, Michigander, are coming along for the ride. This is the Call of Leadership Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Call of Leadership Podcast. Now, today's guest is the co-founder of Woodward Movement, which is a branding and promotional products agency focused on visually telling your brand's story. He's also the host of the newly launched business branding and lifestyle podcast, Remote Start. Now, as a serial entrepreneur, he started his first business at the age of 20, but now he's on a mission to help others create their desired lifestyle by starting a business or even growing their current company into a much sought after brand. He's a father to three rad kids, loving husband, and avid mountain biker, and he has been living on the road since 2020, which we're actually going to dive into. Uh, and his family is traveling around the country in an RV, born and raised in Las Vegas. Then he moved to Michigan, where he graduated from Michigan State University. So after he's done with all of this traveling, he's looking forward to settling down with his brother and sister in Salt Lake City. Now, prior to Woodward Movement, they started another company. I'm going to assume it's his first company, Ink Addict Apparel, which they sold. So now they can actually help us help other companies grow through branding and with merchandising as well. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Jim Doyon. Jim, how are you? Cliff, I'm doing incredible. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm, I'm extremely excited to be here and you know, talking face to face with you, is it's, it's an honor. So thank you. No problem. And for our audience, I cheated here because Jim and I were in the same advanced marketing group online. And uh, when he made a comment about how he was from Michigan, I was like, what? I got to have this guy on my podcast. So it's awesome. We were able to connect and you were able to take time out of your uh, RV lifestyle to chat with me. Yeah, super stoked, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into it. And hopefully your audience can learn a few things. And I look forward to being a resource even after the show for them. Beautiful. So let's jump right into it. You were born and raised in Las Vegas, but then you moved to Michigan. Why did you move to Michigan? I have deep roots in Michigan. My mom was born and raised in Michigan. She has five brothers and sisters. My grandfather, big Polish family from Detroit, Hamtramck, 18 brothers and sisters. So I have a lot of connections in Michigan. We always used to come for the summers. I think my mom did that on purpose. So I wouldn't realize how cold <laughs> it was in the winter. When she, I actually had my dorm picked out at Colorado State and my uncle, Jim, he's a, he's my, been my mentor since I was young. He had uh, actually owned a couple Papa Romano's restaurants and my uncle Matt owned one and they owned one together. And it came out and said, hey, like, this is when I, I was just graduating. He said, you should really come to Michigan State. I'd applied, but I applied late and I didn't get in until second semester because of that. And it was like, hey, come live with me. Look into my business. Help me out. I'll help you with your business or with help you learn business. And so it was, it was a kind of a no brainer for me. So I was so happy I made the move, went to Macomb Community College my first semester and loved that experience and then transferred up to Michigan State and had a, an experience of a lifetime. 
Beautiful. Now, you said that your uncle had a business and he wanted you to join the business. Did he ever say like why he wanted to do that? Did you ever express an interest in learning stuff about business? Has this been something like being an entrepreneur? Is this something you dreamed about since you were a kid? What's that story? Yeah, I've always loved business. I've always looked up to business and being in business for myself. And ever since I was young, I had a journal that was next to my bed and I'd come up with business ideas constantly and just things that I thought were cool. And just even every time I talked to him and learning from him about business, it just really helped me spark my interest in understanding what I wanted to do when I grew up. And, you know, for, for him, it was come live with me help me in my business and learn. And that was, and I did. And it, it set the stage for what came even 20 years after that. Beautiful. Let's talk about your decision to start Ink Apparel. Now, is this the business that you started when you were 20? No. So Ink Addict Apparel was started with a college friend and actually one of my best friends who I'm still in business with today. But my first business was a valet parking company up at college. And I had, there was a, a lot of different local businesses that used us. We had in the winter, it was very busy, had a lot of employees, 20 different college kids working for me at that time. In the winter, it was everybody wanted to valet park in the summer. It was slow. So started a detailing portion of that. We were set up at the country, Walnut Hills Country Club, which I don't believe is there anymore. But at the time, if you were golfing, you remember you could drop your car off. We detail it for you. So I was always trying to find ways to make money, stay busy. And yeah, that started, it put me through college and was an unbelievable experience. And then um, I decided to walk away from that business. And actually I, I left it with a couple of my employees and I got a great opportunity to work for a family owned business, but large company in St. Clair called Bewer Lumber. And within a, less than a year of being there, I wrote, I think it was about a 30 page business plan of a division of their company I thought they should start. And I took it to my boss and he said, you need to go sit down with the owner. So I did so. And the owner said, yeah, let's start this. We just have to find you you a replacement. And then you can work with some others in the company who have a lot more experience than you do. Because I didn't, I was still so fresh, but you know, really it's with any business, it's just about hearing what your customers need and what they want and understanding what's going to help them and help yourself. And that's all I did. And it was, it ended up being a very successful division of their company. They still own it. But through that, about a year into that, my college roommate, Nathan, great friend, college roommate, used to talk business constantly. And fun fact, he actually used to work for my other uncle at Papa Romano's, which is how we met. They put us in connection, but he came to me with a really cool idea of get a tattoo on his arm that he wanted to actually like take a picture of extract the tattoo and then put it on a shirt for his mom for Mother's Day because the tattoo resembled her. It was what he got it for her. And in that process, he couldn't find anybody, any any designers or anybody that would take, you know, an image of that tattoo and extract the skin tone from it and just put the artwork on the t-shirt. And so he thought it would be a really cool idea. I'm a very creative person. I love the thrill of starting something new and and what's behind that. And so when he told me, it was just instant, like, hey, let's do this. And so we started to really research more and dig into it. And we started just out of my basement in Royal Oak. And about, I'd say probably six months to a year into this concept, we realized that it really wasn't scalable, that there really wasn't an opportunity to take that model and grow it to where we thought we could grow a business. And so 
just through kind of the evolution of the idea, we ended up working with a lot of tattoo artists in locally as well as nationally that wanted to grow their brand, their personal brand by promoting their artwork. And we were that medium of putting it on a clothing article of clothing and launching a brand around that. So Ink Addict Apparel started putting a tattoo on a t-shirt, but it definitely quickly changed to creating this brand within this community of tattoo artists that went to, I mean, a pretty big scale. So yeah, that, that was, so that would have been my third company, I guess you could say, if you, if you count the one I created for Buer Lumber. So let's go back. I want to, I want to go back and talk about the experience at Buer Lumber. Cause you said you sat down, wrote down this 30 page business plan. They're like, you got to go talk to the owner. How were, how old were you at this time? I was probably 25, 25. I'd say. Now, did you ever think for one second, nobody's going to listen to me. I'm just this, I'm just this kid. I don't have like hardly any experience. I don't know what's going on. Like this whole imposter syndrome. I could just see so many people out there thinking of themselves, man, I got this great idea, but nobody's going to listen to me. So I'm not going to say anything, but you wrote down a business plan and sat down with the owner and then he greenlighted this. I mean, did, did any of that like ever run through your mind, like at all? Or did you just said, I'm doing it? You know, I think it's. I don't know, maybe it's the Malcheski in me, the, the, my, my Michigan family, and maybe that's something I got from them. But no, I had all the confidence in the world that, Beautiful. you know, even if he didn't take it, it wasn't a waste of time because to me, it helped me really even understand my customer at the time even more, my customer being the customer of the business. But it was, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I'm sure that I had a little bit of thought of, hey, he might not go for this and it was a lot of time wasted, but I was pretty confident and I was, it ended up working out great. And I mean, I had a great career there and still keep in contact with those guys. And I think it was because of that relationship of not being scared and trying to do what's best for their company. Beautiful. Love it. So you've created Ink Addict and that business is doing well. And you finally get to a point where you're thinking, we're going to sell this business. Why in the world? would you think about selling a successful business? You know, what happened with Ink Addict, we loved it. It was a great opportunity, made so many awesome connections and, and really grew it. We were, our company was distributed all over the world it, and it was pretty cool. Like I could be anywhere and see somebody walking down the road with an Ink Addict shirt on or hat or something. And even still to this day, I see people walking around with it, which is, I, when you sit back and think about it, it's pretty cool. But in the end, we started to, we found more passion in helping others than we did to try to grow our brand. And for me, that's big. And we grew something big. We knew that. But what happened through, I guess, just the evolution of that is companies started to come to us and say, we've seen what, you, what you've done with Ink Addict. Can you help us to build our brands? The festivals, the, I mean, this was before affiliate marketing was a thing. We had tattoo artists that were affiliates and models and you name it out there spreading our word, spreading the word of our brand. What we did after a while, well, first of all, we started to say no to these companies that came to us and we want, we're just focusing on growing Ink Addict. But after a while, we really started to realize that our passion actually is in growing something and why can't we help others grow their brands? And so we started to take on, you know, one company here, one company there and started to see some really big success with it. And in the end, we made a decision back in 2019 
when Ink Addict was doing well, but wasn't at the height of where it was. And a portion of that was because we had started to put this all this time into this other business, Woodward Movement, and helping others. We made the decision to put it up for sale and just see you know, if we could sell it. And we had interest. We had a lot of interest of people wanting us to stay on. But in the end, we didn't want to stay on. We wanted to take Woodward Movement and put everything we had into it and, and help other brands grow. And it, it did what Ink Addict did sell in 2020. And we scaled Woodward Movement to a, a level that's already been greater than what Ink Addict was. And, and to be honest, we're, we're just getting our feet wet. It's just the start. So I'm really excited to see how far we can grow Woodward Movement. And it's a very common thing, by the way, usually when you sell a business that they want the owners to stay on because they don't want to lose that momentum of the company and moving forward. So they're like, hey, we'll pay you a very generous salary. Please stay with the company. So for you to turn that down is a little bit of a rarity. We knew what we wanted. And we, you know, it's one of the things that I try to help other business owners to understand that in the end, if you're passionate about what you're doing, and you have a good model and you're happy, sky's the limit. And for us, we knew what was going to make us happy. And that was being able to put our focus into one thing and grow it and helping others to, to really grow their brands. We didn't need to be the face of the brand. We didn't need to have our own brand. It's more, let us be the brand behind your brand and help you grow it. And to us, that really hit home and was something we could get behind and you know, I, I absolutely love working with every one of my clients and everybody that comes through our company and seeing, you know, where we take them from where they started to, you know, that, that stage of growth that they can obtain by just getting out and understanding their community, branding, and marketing themselves properly through apparel. So now it's 2020 and you have sold off Ink Addict. Woodward Movement is growing. Yep. The same person would say, let's stay here and build this, but you put your family in an RV. <laughs> it said, we're mobile now and you have been mobile ever since. Why, oh, why did you decide to do that? That's a great question. Um, and yes, something that I get asked often. You know, again, it comes down to doing what makes you happy. I, I left the West Coast, went to Michigan, love Michigan. And for a long time, I've wanted to move back out West, you know, for, for me, for my family, and maybe it's because we grew up in a huge family that was always close and tight knit. For me, it was raising my children next to their cousins and, you know, being next to my brother and his kids and sister and their kids and the rest of my family and siblings are in Las Vegas still. So that's a very quick drive where, you know, Michigan is, is a long flight. So our, our idea even before Ink Addict sold was we were going to move out West and I was going to start a division of Woodward Movement in Salt Lake. And so that was the plan. But in the meantime, we were going to travel for three months. And this, by the way, I want to take a step back. This wasn't just a decision that I was like, hey, I'm going with it. You know, for me, fortunately, my business partner, Nathan, and I have a great relationship and we lean on each other. And for me to do what I've done the last two years, for me to even, you know, think in my mind that, this was an option, you know, there was, there was conversation and there was, there was a commitment that, you know, Nathan made to me and, and, you know, I owe it to him to when I get back to Salt Lake to really, you know, move forward and, and grow this thing to another level. So, you know, that was just taking a step back on that. But 
you know, the, the fact of moving to Salt Lake was to be close to my cousin or my uh, brother and sister and family and, you know, having the cousins grow up together. What happened was, you know, COVID hit, right? So yes. a three month, a three month trip that had been on the, you know, on the books and starting to think about ended up turning into, okay, well, instead of just going three months, like, why don't we just hit the road and go for a year? And my wife, Megan, she's, you know, she's usually not the risk taker of the family. She's usually not the one that wants to, you know, do, do things that are out of the norm. And she's worked for a, a software company for a while and, and done really well and um, grown with them and was kind of burnt out. And she was like, hey, I need this time to reflect and, you know, find my own self. And so we decided to go for a year and after about nine months, we said, this is the best experience we could ever imagine. And our family grew so tight knit together. And, you know, our, our kids today, it's like, I'm thinking about soon we might be, we're going to move to Salt Lake. And after, you know, two years on the road, and it's like sad to think my kids are going to go to school and be away from me all day. So, um, what a transformation, but yeah, it's been, it's been an incredible experience. Beautiful. And, and I do got to say this because you brought this up earlier. On top of just taking your whole family mobile, which is an experience in and of itself, but you did it right in the face of COVID, right? I mean, there's people that were even scared to leave their homes. You're like, we're on the road, you know, here we go. I Was there any thought or consideration about, you know, how that was going to impact your family or was it just, you know, we'll deal with it if that comes up? I mean, like you were talking about how your, your wife isn't a risk taker. So obviously the COVID thing was a part of the conversation, but you chose to, you chose to, I don't want to say ignore it, but you didn't let it dictate how you guys were living your life. You know, it, yeah, I think you kind of have to weigh the risks and, and we felt at the time that, you know, after doing research, it wasn't just, Hey, let's go. Um, you know, that's another thing about my wife. She's very, uh, she does a lot of research and is, is very, she's, she plans a lot. So, you know, we knew that RV parks, they're, they're pretty safe when it comes to, you know, you could go and you could park and you can be next to people, but you don't have to interact with them or, you know, you, you could just keep to yourself and explore and live in the outdoors. And, you know, so we were, we were looking at that as it's not going to be a, we don't have to go to big cities and, you know, we can go wherever we want and we could do whatever we want based on, you know, where COVID goes. And, you know, there was times where you'd go to a state that you, there wasn't, you know, you had to have masks and you couldn't go into places. And, and there was other states that were wide open, you know? And so even <laughs> that was kind of a, kind of a weird thing of, uh, on the road of understanding like, okay, what, how are we, how are we going to handle the situation here? So, um, yeah, that was an interesting factor, but we didn't let it hold us down. You know, it was kind of beautiful. go out and just make things happen. Love it. Absolutely love it. And the next question I got for you is with regards to Woodward Movement, uh, cause I know that you guys design merchandise and apparel, you help, you help companies build their brand. I guess my overall question to you, because it sounds like you're just somebody who, you know, you're born in, in, uh, Las Vegas, you spent time in Michigan. You're thinking about, you know, when the, when the show is over, you're going to settle down in Salt Lake city. So you've been everywhere. Why was it important to start Woodward in Michigan? I mean, you could literally like start it anywhere. You could have farmed it out to, 
any other state on the planet or for that matter, any other country and, you know, just had your apparel made and shipped here and then off to your customers. But why was it important that it be in Michigan and hiring people in Michigan? We love Michigan. Um, my business partner is born and raised in Mount Clemens. Um, I have a lot of roots still in Michigan. Absolutely love Michigan. Uh, when we started Woodward Movement, Ink Addict was still going strong in Michigan. Um, at that point, like I said, we weren't even thinking about selling it. We just knew that this was something that a lot of customers or people were coming to us um, and wanting us to start. And so it kind of happened naturally. And, you know, we, we have a building right on uh, eight and a half in Woodward and Ferndale, Marshall and Woodward. So it was kind of like that just natural progression and, and decided, hey, like, I mean, it wasn't even a thought of doing anything else. It wasn't until I, I really wanted to get my, raise my kids next to their cousins and, um, you know, miss the out, out West period that there was conversation of, of even opening up another division. So from the start, it was always going to be a business in Michigan. Beautiful. And I do want to ask this question. How many employees does Woodward have? You know, right now we have multiple, a couple employees. We have uh, a lot of contractors. Um, but we are in a stage right now that we're looking to start hiring more and more, um, and start working with more and more contractors. But, uh, you know, we're, we're, we'll be growing with employees in both, you know, the out West, uh, Salt Lake location and Michigan location. Beautiful. Love it. And, you know, with all these people that you've got working for you and, you know, you're out talking to customers, you're out talking to, you know, new customers and everything else. With your mobile lifestyle, how do you make sure that everything just, you know, keeps moving forward? You know, that the, that the wheels aren't coming off the cart, so to speak. I have an awesome team back home. And that's, you know, again, it comes to the partnership thing. And, and where I've stepped back from working as long as I used to and as much as I used to, and I'm really enjoying this time with my family, my business partner stepped up more than ever. And, and you know, him and our team in Michigan and our support staff, like they're, they're continuing to grow and, and really do well in, in, you know, certain niches. So, um, you know, that's, I would say that's the biggest contributing factor. Uh, I'd like to think on the road, I've, I've helped a little bit, but yeah, our team, our team in Michigan's just crushing it right now. Beautiful. Absolutely love it. And I do want to explore this topic because we are on a podcast, but you started your own podcast. Why, oh, why would you? Would you curse yourself with that level of work? You know, it's funny because when we were, when we were at Ink Addict and, and growing, we never, we, we owned the brand and we, I traveled all over the place and I was kind of the face of the company. But at that same time, I never put myself out there publicly as the face of the company or um, as Nathan and I really getting our story out there. And I think that was a mistake. And I think, you know, looking back at that, I realized that in order, you can have a successful company, but the companies that are really, really doing it well from my point of view are the people that the ownership or, you know, large uh, exec level employees, like they have a voice, they're in front, they're, they're making a difference. And so, you know, a passion of mine is to help people just like it is to help brands. And I thought to myself, how can I most effectively help others start a business or how can I help others start a brand? And 
I have people come to me all the time wanting one-on-one coaching or, you know, wanting advice on how to take their business to the next level. And, and quite frankly, I wish I had a million hours in the day, but I don't. And so the podcast to me was a way to give back and a way to, you know, interview other awesome entrepreneurs out there who have done way more than I have and, and learn about, you know, ask them about their experience, ask them about, you know, what, what helped and what didn't help in their growth. And, you know, hopefully others can listen and learn from that. And it's not, it's more of a time commitment than I thought. And I know you could, (laughs) you could, uh, you know, say the same. I know, yep. Yep. Uh, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it to me. And and I look forward to continuing to grow it. And I think we are, we're about 18 episodes launched now and interviewed people from all over this country. And it's been incredible, an incredible experience, but yeah, I started it just, just to try to give back and, you know, hopefully people can learn from it. Beautiful. I love that. And let me say right now, congratulations on making it to episode 18 when most podcasts don't even make it past eight. So really? that right there, yeah, wow. that right there in and of itself is an accomplishment. I actually heard that there's some podcast service out there that when you publish more than 10 episodes, they actually send you a certificate of accomplishment. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't know that either. That, listen, it doesn't mean that there's any listeners, but hey, they're out there. <laughs> well, they'll find it, Jim. I'm sure that they will. I'm sure that they will. Yeah, it's 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 nice because I know that with your business experience that you have, and plus with you inviting you know people on here that you can learn from, you know your market's going to find you. Not everybody is starting a business. There's a lot of people out there that have been in business for a while, and we need those types of podcasts where we can talk to the next level entrepreneur and you know hear their stories. I got a, a good friend of mine, Pete, and he and I were talking, and he said I can't find a good business podcast because they're all about starting a good business. I've been in business for 20 years, you know, and so those types of podcasts are needed. Yeah. And that's where, you know, part of it, I don't just focus on the starting a business. The other part is building the brand. And for someone like that, like that's the important part is, you know, fine tuning your, your company to speak to your audience that you want to speak to. And that's branding. And so, you know, I love, I'm very passionate about that. And that's what Woodward Movement was built on. And so we hope to continue to grow in that and help as many business owners as we can. Beautiful. Absolutely love it. Jim, if somebody's listening to this podcast right now and they want to connect with you or follow you online or your adventures, uh, maybe even listen to your podcast, uh, where can they find you? You know, if you're looking for, if you're a new business startup, uh, if you're looking to grow your brand and you want to just listen to podcasts, it's, it's remotestartpodcast.com or just on any of the major uh, channels, Spotify, Apple, whatever it might be, it's just Remote Start Podcast. Um, other than that, if, if you have a business, you want promotional merchandise, clothing, any of the above, branding help, um, check us out at woodwardmovement.com. And uh, there's, there's a form on there to fill out and I'd be happy to have a consultation for free and just give you some advice on, on starting your business, growing your brand or whatever that might be. Beautiful. And for our audience, we will make sure to have all of those links in the show notes down below. Jim, it's been awesome having you on the podcast today. And I would actually like to extend an invitation for you to come back uh, at some point, because I want to get an update on, you know, the mobile lifestyle and if you settle down and how Woodward's moving. So uh, thanks again for being on the podcast. Cliff, I love, I love the invite. Thank you. I take it right now as yes, let's do it. And Beautiful. Uh, it's been an honor, man. Thank you so much. I, I, I really, really appreciate it. And I, I hope your audience was able to 
take away a few, a little bit of value from this. Hey everyone, before you go, I want to invite you to the Call of Leadership community. Here you can get access to some really great behind the scenes goodness like upcoming guests, interviews, but you can also get thoughts from these interviews as well as actionable tips that you just will not find anywhere else. Plus, you can stay current with what's going on, not only with this community, but with this awesome show, because there's some good stuff that's coming. Join us by going to calloflearship.com slash email. Once again, that's calloflearship.com slash email. And I'll catch you in the next episode.